Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing fire takes and analysis on sports topics. We have some guests providing their thoughts across the sport landscape. No narratives here. Straight talk. No chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. Episode number 37. Woo, man, it feels good to be back as we in the month of May, one of the best parts of the year. As we got the NBA playoffs in full swing in the second round. Man, things getting heating up in the NBA, getting a little chippy in a couple series, man. You no know, John Morant, a little mad, a little hot right now, saying the Warriors broke the cold, contributing to his knee injury. Man, we got once again and still MVP of the NBA, Nikolai Jokic. It appears that Jokic won his second consecutive MVP award. Shout out to the big man. Going to definitely get into that. We also, too, going to get into the rest of the series uh, in the playoffs, man. We had teams trying to fight for the lives, trying to advance to the conference finals in the East and in the Western Conference. So we absolutely going to get into that. We're going to delve a little bit into the NFL as they kind of waiting on the rookie camp to start. We just had the NFL draft conclude. So we got a couple of stories across that. A couple of suspensions we're going to get into. Man, what's going on, DeAndre Hopkins? So, man, we've got a hot episode number 37. I know it's been a hot little minute. I want to just let it go and cook up and bubble up across the sport landscape. So we absolutely going to get into that. Also, too, man. Pound for pound, no more. Canelo Alvarez, man, took an L this weekend, man. So I'm going to get into that as well because we on Five Sports Podcast. We got love for boxing out here, man. So going to get into that. So once again, man, I appreciate everybody for listening. I appreciate the feedback. Once again, we on Five Sports Podcast. NBA playoffs was heated up as we got the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies locking horns in the semifinal matchup in the NBA playoffs. You know, currently we got the Golden State Warriors up two games to one. We got a game that's about to go down for the Golden State Warriors out in San Francisco for game number four in this series. You know, this has been a chippy series. This has been a real chippy series as we had the incident with Dylan Brooks on Gary Payton. Gary Payton a second. And, man, that was a tough situation, especially on the fast break for him. Ended up Gary Payton got the fractured left elbow out of the ordeal. Appears he's going to be out definitely for the rest of this series. Looks like he may not come back until, at minimum, the Western Conference Finals or potentially the NBA Finals. So, First of all, shout out to Gary Payton II. I think he's the best defensive player on the Golden State Warriors presently. Obviously, he comes from a good gene pool. It's the glove himself, 1996 Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA. And this was a series coming in, man. I thought that Memphis was definitely going to have a puncher's chance in this series, per se. 
may not thought it was going to definitely been exciting and electrifying. And they're going to be they were going to be very competitive. And you know, not only did we have that situation with Gary Payton II and Dylan Brooks, which ended up in Dylan Brooks getting a one-game suspension, and he'll be back on the court in game number four for the Golden State. I'm sorry for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Then we had the situation with Draymond Green and Brandon Clark. Draymond pulled them down, but tried to catch him. Definitely tried to catch him, but he pulled him down. So, you know, he ended up getting ejected. And then we had the third incident. We've had three games in a row in this series. Well, the first three games of this series with people being ejected. But we had the situation with John Morant. Piers is going to be out for game number four in this series, which is a pivotal game for Memphis. I'm just going to go ahead and keep it 100. If Memphis lose game number four, I think this series is over. Gold State go up 3-1, this thing is definitely over. And to Memphis' credit, they've been playing great without John Morant this season. I mean, great. But those who follow the NBA know during the regular season, there are stretches where you got teams or you're playing against teams who have multiple guys injured, got travel, people sitting people out for various reasons, low management, whatever you want to call it. And so I'm not going to say that record is fool's gold, but this is the NBA playoffs. And so we'll see what Memphis is able to do without the services of John Morant. I thought it was going to be a game-time decision. They say it's not likely he's going to play. You know, I definitely want him to come back in the series if he doesn't play in game number four because he's electrified, man. This guy's definitely, uh, he could be a future MVP, award winner, franchise player. I think he's the most talented player in the history of the Memphis uh, Grizzlies franchise. Even going back to Vancouver, shout out to uh, Abdul Rahim. But I think he's the best player in the history of their organization. So, for me, you know, that's a huge loss. I think that Golden State handled their business without John Morant. And this series is going to go up 3-1. And more than likely, by the next episode on We On Fire Sports Podcast, we're probably going to see Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. We'll see how that goes. But that's definitely a series that I've watched every game and been absolutely tuned into. One, to see how Golden State reacts. Shout out to Jordan Poole, who's a villain in Memphis right now, but he's a hero in Golden State, not by what happened, but by his play. Splash Brothers in the pool, man. They got a new tagline out there in San Francisco. So that series is going to, to me, all hinge on game number four. Another series I thought, speaking on the topic of injuries and how they impact the series. We got the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. Currently, that series is two games to two. Embiid came into the series with an injury to his oracle bone. I thought he definitely was going to miss the first two games of the series, which he did. Miami went up two games to none. And I thought the 76ers were straight on the ropes. I thought they was on life support. Straight life support. But the Mass Crusader came back and Joel Embiid in game number three changed the whole series. Whole series to the point that where he woke up James Harden looking like Houston James Harden right now. Or at least in game number four he did. Phenomenal game by him. 
phenomenal game. 36 points. I mean, he put in the work. And in B, it's not all about the stat line for him. Obviously, not only did he have the oracle bone injury, but he has the uh, thumb injury as well. So he's not 100%. But you saw his impact when he was out there. I mean, just straight making defensive plays, changing, you know, how you know teams attack the, the basket, being a rim protector. You know, we got Danny Green jumping out the grave. You know, old Danny Green, San Antonio Danny Green, almost NBA Finals Danny Green a couple years ago. <laughs> Man. So, Philadelphia's whole swag can change. In Miami, they got to dig deep in this series because... Man, you got a $72 million man that's played one minute in this series, which is Duncan Robinson. And we all know Duncan is a liability on the defensive end, those who follow the Miami Heat and follow the league. But I think they're going to need his shooting in this series. So I expect him to actually play for the rest of this series. Just, you know, definitely more than one minute. I think that Eric Spoelstra is going to peel him off the bench at some point. Also, too, we got Kyle Lowry on the injury tip, man. I was watching the game. I seen him limp off to the side in the second half. It appears he really aggravated his hamstring. So, yeah, this series changed on a dime, man. So, for this one, woo, this is a pick series, man, for me. You know, game number five is going to be in Miami on Tuesday. So, we'll see. We'll see what Miami does, man, but... First and foremost, this series has definitely changed on the dime, and I think Philadelphia got the momentum right now. But as we all know with the NBA playoffs, it's game by game, man. So we'll see how that unfolds. So we also, too, transition to a series that is on the same tip as that. We got the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks presently up. Presently, the series is tied at two games apiece. It's Dallas Handle their business in Dallas. Phoenix. Looking a little frustrated. Chris Paul hasn't had. He's had some ter- terrible last two games. Terrible last two games. Terrible. In my best Bernie Mac voice. Turnover King. Foul Trouble King. And I know Chris was, was mad, especially on the foul that happened with Jalen Brunson, man, where he tried to stop on the dime in front. The classic Chris Paul, the classic OG veteran point guard move. NBA changed the rule on that play. And not only was that, but I see him on the sideline frustrated. And then we had this incident after the game with his family, which I'm going to get into in a whole whole nother segment but this series i do think i do think phoenix will get out of this series i believe but this this thing going seven games mark my words i think this series is definitely going seven games i think dallas is going to push phoenix but i think phoenix man just with their experience last season i do think they nearly get by dallas in this series so we'll see how that goes as game number five is going to be at, uh, at Phoenix, so we'll see if Phoenix is able to back, uh, you know, get their swag back out there in Arizona. Then we had another series, which the Boston Celtics came into this series as the hottest team in the playoffs, knocking off the Brooklyn Nets, sending them home for the summer, up against the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. And this is a rough and tough series as well. 
I mean, we saw Jason Tatum, surprisingly, 10 points. 10 points in game number three. I was a little shocked by that. But one thing about... One thing about Milwaukee and one thing I respect about, you know, their ball club. I mean, they didn't got off the mat. Now, they've been a team that has been down 0-2 in playoff series. They done been through, they done been through their war. So, I think that this is a series I think ultimately that Milwaukee will win this series. I think Giannis fresh off the 42-point game. Even though it was a, a, a very good basketball game, man. It was one of the best playoff games as far as in-game situation I've seen over the last couple of playoff games and Milwaukee I just think they're just too too veteran for, for, for Boston I think that Boston to me shout out to Ume Udoka the head coach of the Boston Celtics has changed their whole perception changed their whole season around man this team started off slow at the beginning of the year and look at them now but I think ultimately I think the Bucks get out this series. And to me, it'll be a come up for them, especially without Chris Middleton. It appears that you know, he's not going to play at all in this series and probably be back at some point during the Eastern Conference Finals if the Milwaukee Bucks is able to advance. So we'll see how that situation goes, man. But you know, definitely for me, this is the best part of the year where the NBA is heating up in the playoffs, man. So once again, man, I appreciate everybody for listening. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, Saturday night, man, I was kicking back, enjoying a good bout between Canelo Alvarez, man, the, the new golden boy of boxing, definitely the biggest draw in boxing currently, going up against Dimitri Baval for the light heavyweight championship of the world. All who follow boxing know Canelo moved up to the light heavyweight ranks. You know, he's had some success up there. You know, he's had some success. I mean, he was a title holder in the lightweight, uh, light heavyweight division. Coming in fighting Bavol, who was 19 and 0 coming in. Impressive. He was impressive to me coming into this bout. But I thought Canelo, like most of his fights, would start off slow. Get his come up within the middle rounds and handle his business in the late rounds. But woo-woo, boy was I, boy was I wrong because man, first and foremost, this was a real good fight, entertaining fight, as far as what I saw. Bouval, I mean, he's a legitimate light heavyweight. I mean, standing at six feet, 175 pounds, versus Canelo, who stands at 5'8 itself, 170, 175 pounds coming in. And we've seen, we've seen him handle bigger guys. Now, I've seen him, you know, handle the Caleb Planks of the world and, you know, you know, taller guys, Kovalev. You know, Kovalev was, was six feet. You know, Crusher Kovalev. Handled his business, knocked out Kovalev. So I've seen, you know, I've seen Canelo handle his business against taller, bigger guys. But this go around, 
one happening. It's Bavall man sticking the jab, staying active, punching through the punching through you know the defense of Canelo Alvarez, now, getting Canelo on the ropes, two piecing them. We had a stretch in the fight, especially I think it was maybe about the fourth or fifth round where he man backs your boy Canelo up to the ropes, throwing the two pieces. Canelo like, oh no, come on back in here. No, I'm not coming back in here. We gonna stand in the middle of the ring and handle this again. It was a great victory by him. Unanimous 115-113 victory for Baval. You know, I didn't think that Canelo, to me, as far as the judge is concerned, you know, he money in the bank. I didn't think no judges would rule against, rule against him in a bout if it was close. But to me, it wasn't even 115-113. I think Baval and what I was able to see on my any one nine of the 12 rounds, in my opinion, and so, everybody is kind of getting geared up for potentially Canelo and Triple G, G part three. You know, I thought Triple G won the first one. I thought the second one was a draw, in my opinion. But it appears that they may do it again. It's Triple G now at 40 years old, still out here trying to handle his business. We'll see if that situation unfolds. But for me, with Canelo... I think it's just t- time to go back down to super middleweight, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's getting a little bit older. And I think guys don't fear him like that, especially after this particular fight. So, to me, in my opinion, he's not pound-for-pound pound guy. I think he lost that spot. You know, to me, I think it's either going to be t- uh, Terrence Bud Crawford in that spot. But we'll see. We'll see how the rest of, you know, the boxing landscape unfolds for the rest of the year. But we've had some real good fights over the last couple of uh, couple of months. So we'll see how everything unfolds. But I definitely had to get into that. Canelo, second career loss. We all know his first career loss was the Floyd Money Mayweather. As he was a young pup, I think he was about 21 at the time of that fight. Floyd just straight schooled him. Straight technician. Straight schooled him. So... We'll see. I think Canelo obviously is still a big draw in boxing. So we'll see how he recovers in this situation after his second defeat. And to me, fight wasn't even close. So we'll see how that unfolds for him for the rest of not only this year, but just moving forward in his career if he can, you know, bounce back from this. But we on Five Sports Podcast definitely had to get into this situation. We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Yeah, man, we've been covering the NBA all season long. You know, I've been covering the MVP race. And Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, dropped the Woj bomb this afternoon here and has declared that Nikolai Jokic has won the 2022 NBA MVP award, which would be his second consecutive NBA MVP award. So, first and foremost, congratulations to Jokic. I thought he had a tremendous season. I mean, you just look at the numbers. 27 a game, 13 boards, 8 assists. You know, I think that Jokic might be the best passing big man ever. I'm just going to put that out there. I think he might be the best big man, center, power forward, passing passer I've ever seen at an NBA level. So, first and foremost, congratulations to him. 
as we all know that Denver was eliminated by the Golden State Warriors in five games in the first round. But there's been a lot of people that been upset that Joel Embiid didn't win the award. All who listen to this podcast know I picked Giannis to win the award. I think that all three of those guys were absolutely worthy of the award. And to me, man, it was like splitting hairs this season. You know, a lot of people were saying, man, you know, they got eliminated in the first round. It's a regular season award. For everybody out there that's, oh, they should wait after the playoffs. Nah, man, nah. It's a regular season award. You have to give out awards in the regular season because it's 82 games. You know, these NBA players and organizations, you know, they travel, man. It's a lot of wear and tear on the body. You know, people were saying, oh, the players don't respect the regular season. If you make it a end-of-the-year award, players really won't respect the regular season because you have a situation where a player get hot in playoffs and win the award, and he might have had, you know, maybe a half-decent regular season. And that's what the NBA Finals MVP award is for. You know, that award is for, or it gives the person that wins the award the ultimate pub. Like, at the highest level, in this league, at the highest level, I won the MVP of the NBA Finals, meaning that my team won the NBA championship. So for all those out there that say, oh, man, wait till the end of the, regular, you know, end of the playoffs and all of that. Nah, man, it's a regular season award, man. You got you to gotta throw something out there for the players to achieve or, or strive for during the regular season, man. And so that's why the MVP award, it only goes out to one, one person at the end of the NBA Finals. So if you want, you know, a playoffs MVP, win the championship. So... I can't be mad at those who feel like, you know, Joel Embiid should have won the award because it was razor thin. It was razor thin. I mean, I picked Giannis to win. But I think that this was, I know within the last 25 years going back, even back further than that, 30 years. We on five sports podcasts, we go back like that. This is probably the closest MVP race that I've seen as far as three people within the race. Not just two, but three people in the race. So... Shout out to Jokic, man, winning the MVP award. You know, second consecutive MVP award. I think it was deserved. You know, even though I did pick uh, Giannis to win the award. It was like splitting hands this season, man. So congratulations to him. Also, too, man, congratulations to the NBA Coach of the Year, Money Williams. As the Phoenix Suns currently in the playoffs right now. You know, they've lost two games in a row. They tied up 2-2 with the Dallas Mavericks, but I think that the Phoenix Suns had a tremendous season this season, had the best record in the league, you know, fresh off an of NBA Finals appearance last season, surprised a lot of people with that NBA Finals appearance, and they was right back at it this season. So I think that it was well-deserved. I think Monty Williams is one of the most stand-up coaches in the NBA currently. Those that don't know his journey, you know, from being a former NBA player, you know, I remember when Monty was at Notre Dame. You know, back in the early 90s. And when he came to Notre Dame after Mr. LaFonso Ellis put in work at Notre Dame just to take y'all back. But, you know, he's paid his dues in his league. You know, he had a, you know, an unfortunate tragedy uh, with the untimely demise of his wife. You know, but he's a man of faith, man. And, you know, I'm happy for him. And I think it's well-deserved. I think he should have won the award. So shout out to him and the Phoenix organization for pulling that in. We'll see how far they go 
in the playoffs this season. But, you know, we had to get into the awards, man. NBA, you know, dishing out the awards. So, you know, we had to get into that here on We On Fire Sports Podcast. So, once again, I appreciate everybody for listening, connecting. We On Fire Sports Podcast. Well, it's award season across the NBA as the NBA has let us take a look at the awards, different awards across the league. As we want to congratulate first and foremost, John Morant for winning the most improved player. Man, he's taking a step up. He's definitely a superstar, in my opinion. Um, And I think it's good for the Memphis Grizzlies to have that foundational piece such as John Morant. means a lot for their organization, a lot for the region. And I want to send a special congratulations to him, man, winning most improved player. You know, usually for me, this award, man, I would have reserved it, you know, for an up and coming uh, guy. You know, I think John Morant did have some high expectations coming into the season, but took a jump. I mean, averaging 27 and a half points a game. Got uh, got uh, Memphis in a position now where they're real legitimate contenders. Not sure how far they're going to go in the playoffs. They got their hands full with Minnesota presently in the first round. But want to send a congratulations, man, to John Morant, man, getting better day by day. He shook off a little injury earlier in the season. So I want to send a congrats out to him. Also, too, man, on the award tip, I want to send a congratulations to Scotty Barnes, man, of the Toronto Raptors, winning Rookie of the Year. Man, this guy, man, first-year guy out of Florida State, you know, in Mashah, Ujiri, up in Toronto. Once again, man, finding the diamonds in the rough. You know, I was high on Scotty Barnes, though, coming out in the NBA draft. I thought he was going to be a top-10 guy. You know, he went in top, you know, top five to Toronto. And I think he's a good piece, good two-way player, you know, kind of learning on the fly, you know, went in there, you know, learning from his vets, learning from, you know, a great coach and Nick Nurse and winning the rookie of the year, man. So I want to send a special shout out to him. Also, too, man, we got the teammate of the year award, you know, which is to me, he's a newbie for me, teammate of the year. But I want to send a shout out and congratulations to, man, my man up in Milwaukee. Drew Holiday, one of the most underrated point guards in the NBA, you know, world champion, Olympian, you know, Olympian gold gold medal winner, you know, had a great great season last year. Still trying to get more respect out here, man. As uh, the Milwaukee Bucks looking to defend as NBA world champions, so shout out to him. And you know, these awards they coming trickling down. And you know, I can't forget about the lockdown master, man, Marcus Smart, winning Defensive Player of the Year. You know, he has been a big time, big time staple piece for the Boston Celtics. And I want to tip my hat out to Marcus Smart because when they were struggling early in the season, you know, he just went out there and just gave brutal honesty that, you know, Brown and Tatum needed to step up their game and facilitate more. And boy, have they done that uh, as they, you know, just swept the Brooklyn Nets as they go off into the second round. But shout out to Marcus Smart, the longest tenure Boston Celtic on the team. Definitely one of the leaders of that team. Is there, man, hitting the groove right now. We'll see where it ends for the Boston Celtics this season. But I want to send a shout-out to Marcus Smart winning the Defensive Player of the Year. First guard to win the Defensive Player of the Year since Gary Payton in 1996. How about that, man? 
26 years ago, man. So shout out to them, man, as uh, we look forward to the playoffs and watching that conclude. We got, you know, the MVP going to be announced. We on Five Sports Podcast. We did give our uh, candidate for the MVP award. I'm going to give it to Giannis Adetokounmpo this season. I thought he's had a phenomenal season as the Bucks look to repeat. A lot of people got Joel Embiid the favorite. You know, he may win it, deservedly, deservedly so. You know, I won't take nothing away from Big Joel. He's been putting in work, been a beast out there all season long. You know, I had to deal with the whole Ben Simmons situation, but got through that. In Philadelphia, man, they're looking poised to get into the second round, even though they got their hands full against the Toronto Raptors. We'll see how that play out. But once again, we on Five Sports Podcast, tipping our hat, man, to the NBA award winners. We on Five Sports Podcast. next special segment man i'm gonna get into man and it's been a lot going on just in the entertainment field whether it be just entertainment comedy whether it be basketball man but i'm gonna call this next segment called sit your ass down and the first sit your ass down recipient is gonna be obviously we had the situation with will smith at the oscars with chris rock Smacking fire to Chris Rock as he's trying to read the teleprompter at the same time and host the show and tell some corny ass jokes at the same time. Woo, man, oh man, people still talking about that, and even though it seemed like it's you know it was a while back, still fresh on a lot of people's mind. So, Will, man, just 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 set your ass down, man. We enjoy the show and holler at fam in the back of the show after the show is over with, man. Was the best cause of action. Another sit your ass down moment, and I'm sorry to use this language, but that's how we feeling today on this. As we had the young man running on the stage and tackling Dave Chappelle as he was wrapping his show up with Netflix special at the Hollywood Bowl. Now, those who ever been out to Los Angeles, been to the Hollywood Bowl like yours truly, it's a nice little cool-out venue. Cool-out venue, man. Playboy used to have events up there, a lot of events, jazz events, all type of events. Comedy specials up there. It was part of the fabric of Los Angeles, the Hollywood Bowl is, to me. And you get you a front row seat at the show. And you run on stage and just tackle this man. And then think you was going to get A-Town Stump. You know what I'm saying? Gonna get the Cousin Harold off of Minnesota Society of those who know that movie. Shout out to Kane. You knew that was coming, fam. All for five minutes of fame. Wasn't worth it, my man. Just one worth it. Sit back and enjoy the show, man. Like everybody else, man. It's a comedy show. So everybody's laughing and having fun. Man, oh man, sit your butt down, boy. And then we got a third situation that just happened between the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. 
as Chris Paul, his mother, his wife, children, was at the game and joined the playoff game between Dallas and Phoenix. It appears that a fan put their hands on Chris Paul's mother. On Mother's Day. On Mother's Day. Man. Man. As all may have seen the video, Chris Paul wasn't happy about it. I mean, a lot of people weren't happy about it. Especially on Mother's Day, man. This is like, come on, man. It's a sporting event. What are you doing, man? Like, what are you doing? As a fan, he was a young fan, man. He looked like he was a teenager. You know, they got him up out of there. Chris Paul had a few words for him before they got him up out of there. But everybody needs to just relax. You know, I know fans pay good money for seats. I mean, I'm a fan. I pay good money for seats at sporting events I go to. And I know I'm not, you know, 17 or nothing like that. 18, you know, just, you know, still a teenager, still trying to, you know, gather this life thing up. But still, man, pay your money to the show, man. Sit back and enjoy the show, man. Have fun, man. It's entertainment, man. Don't take it too seriously. So, once again, we're just going to say to all those and either, even any future incidents, just think about it for a second. You know, I ain't forget about Glue Girl who glued herself to the floor in the Minnesota Timberwolves playoff series. Everybody needs to just chill out, man. Just chill out. Have a glass of wine if you're over the age of 21. Have a beer, some cognac or something, however you get out. But sit your ass down. We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, once again, thanks for listening to episode number 37, We On Fire Sports Podcast. I appreciate the love and the feedback. Man, we got into the NBA playoffs with things. We got into full swing as we're in the conference semifinals presently. Man, it's a lot of close series, man. It's a lot of series that, to me, man, any game, any injury can definitely change any of these respective series. So we got into that. Also, too, man, we had Canelo Alvarez took an L. A nice little L from Baval as he lost trying to gather another belt in the light heavyweight division. So we'll see how Canelo, uh, you know, pick up the pieces after this particular loss. So we absolutely got into that. And finally, man, we got into the situation with Nikolai Jokic winning his second consecutive MVP award once again. So, I appreciate everybody for listening. Once again, I appreciate the love and the feedback. We on Fire Sports Podcast.